Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. Okay, so I'm calling this one Nectarine Words. And at this point in the story, this is uh, part one, chapters 32 and 33, Rama's rant about everything that is wrong with the world is pretty much done. And I just want to remind you that in this story, Rama is a teenager. It reminds me of my teenagers. So anyone who has a teenager can maybe relate to this, the the passion that is behind a disgruntled teen when when they are you know, feeling strongly about something, just the energy that's there. And what's happened is that all of the people, the king, the sages, they, there's a list, the king, the citizens, the sages, the caged birds, the animals, even the celestial beings, everyone is sort of listening at the edge of their seat as Rama is speaking. And they are hearing what he has to say is really wise. And I think that this is the moment. I'm actually really excited for this moment because this whole beginning section on dispassion has been really tough to just kind of continue to, to be in that mode where you're listening to like how everything is wrong. Just like when you're sitting and listening to your teenager, very impassioned and empowered and, you know, energetically talking to you about something that really, you know, that's really tough. You know, if, if it goes on and on and on, it can be really hard to take. So uh, at this point, I'm really excited to be at a point in the story where we're about to, I think, launch into like the answers of Rama's, you know, wise questions, you know, well, if this is happening, well, you know, how do I, how do I deal with that? You know, he's just kind of gone through the long list. So here's the quote that I've chosen for this one. All those who had assembled in the court were highly inspired by the flaming words of Rama's wisdom that is capable of dispelling the delusion of the mind. They felt as if they themselves had been rid of all their doubts and deluded misunderstanding. They drank the nectarine words of Rama with great delight. So even though it's been tough to kind of It's a relief to kind of get to the end, feel like, wow, okay, well, now what? I mentioned before this idea that breakdown equals breakthrough, right? That I had heard that once and I've, I've sort of taken that with me. And so I think we're at the point now where we're in the next section looking forward to then breaking down, well, what do you do with that? And how can we maybe come through on the other side? That's my idea behind it. Now, this idea of nectarine words kind of made me giggle a little bit because anybody who knows me, like really, really knows me, knows that the nectarine is like my favorite, favorite fruit. So this is where the takeaway for me went in listening to this section. Number one, nectar means. Number two, the spaghetti story. And number three, suffering exists. So those are my three takeaways. And I'll elaborate on them now. So number one, thinking about nectarines. Uh, what this brought to me to think about is nectarines are my favorite fruit ever. And I think that there can be a point in a lot of people's lives where you come to this place where you might not actually really even know what you like anymore. You know, as a mom, I think, and it's natural for a lot of moms 
to be focused so much on the family, on the kids, on, you know, everything, the household, keeping everything going, keeping everything together, that you might kind of just have had that focus for so long, it's very easy to get to a place where you don't really know yourself anymore, certain parts about yourself, like what is your favorite fruit? What is your favorite hobby? Do you give it to yourself? Like, do you give that joyfulness to yourself to do that hobby? Or have you been holding on to something for a long time that you want to do for yourself, but you haven't really done? So this idea of, you know, knowing what your favorites are, I'm going to talk a little bit about my mom. My mom is no longer with us. She's not on this earth, but she's with us in spirit. As a kid growing up, I didn't really know much about what her favorite things were. You know, so this idea of favorite things, you know, what are your favorite things? What are your loved one's favorite things? Do you know what they are? I have a friend who lives in our building, and she just had a handle on what her kids' absolute favorite things were, like, nobody's business. She knows this kid likes strawberries. She had such a clear handle on that. I was just very inspired to see how focused she was about really knowing what other people's favorite things were. Now, my mom, I didn't actually know what a lot of her favorite things were until she was close to the end of her life. So she was sick and in the hospital. During a visit, I learned she really liked spaghetti. And her absolute favorite, favorite, you know, thing to have as a treat was a strawberry shake. And she loved circus peanuts, those little orange sort of marshmallow candies. These were the brought her joy. So it made me favorites, your favorites, your loved one's favorites. Those are the ones that are really special and important. So to continue on, this made me think about one of my mom's favorites, spaghetti, and the spaghetti story. So the spaghetti story is a story about finding what you can do could feel like a situation where you feel powerless. This was a time where my mom was in the hospital and she was sick and me as her daughter felt very helpless. There was really nothing I could do. I wanted so much, so much, so much to be able to do something and there really wasn't anything I could do. So there was a moment though when you could almost see it like a light bulb going off for my mom. She was, you know, she had been so sick and then she sort of had this coming around where there was a little more clarity and she just kind of perked up and she was like, I want spaghetti. And there was my opening. So there's, you know, my mom had this favorite spaghetti place and she sort of told me, I want spaghetti. I want you to get it from this place. And if if you know my mom, she was like the original incarnation of Waze as well. She was not a freeway driver. She knew the exact route that was the best shortcut. So my mom had this moment of clarity. I want spaghetti. And then she continued to tell me, okay, I want you to get from this place, which is a place that she really liked the spaghetti from this place. Um, And then she told me the exact driving directions to get there. And so there I had something I could do to just in some way, help my mom. So I went and got the spaghetti. I brought it back. I got to watch my mom just enjoy eating the spaghetti. And it just it was a moment where I felt happy. She felt happy. It was it was a relief in, in a certain way. And it felt good. So the moral of the story is, sometimes when you feel helpless, it might be a small thing you can do, but maybe there will be a little opening for something, just something that you can do in the situation that will help you feel a little bit better, that will help the person that you felt like there was nothing you could do for them. There was a 
quote from Pema Chodron that talks about just be kind, just show up and be kind. This is a simple thing and just getting some spaghetti is a simple way to be kind and maybe help to not feel so This spaghetti story reminded me of this third point about suffering existing. So on this same day, uh, my mom was being ready to be released from the hospital. And if you get into the rhythm where you're, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out of the hospital, there's that routine that happens where there's, there's a process. You know, you have to get discharged. You have to get the okay from the doctor. You have to get your medication. Things have to happen. And, it, you know, it has to happen in a certain sequence. And sometimes you're left waiting longer than you'd like. So this was happening for my mom. She was very anxious. She really wanted to get out of the hospital and go home. And there was a nurse that worked with us, a male nurse. He was young. I remember he had dark hair and like a five o'clock shadow. And he just worked so hard to do his best to accommodate my mom and to just help her to get what she wanted, to be discharged, to be released from the hospital. The interesting thing to me is, you know, my mom was suffering at that moment. She just really wanted to get out of there. And this nurse was helping so much. You know, he just was jumping through hoops. Like, what can we do? Can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do this? Can we do that? And so what ended up happening was maybe it was prematurely, but it was prompted by my mom's desire. And he was really just trying to help. But we had her packed up, dressed, ready, all of her things ready to go. She was in the wheelchair and she was in the pathway and it wasn't actually time to be released. So she ended up waiting there. I'm supposing that this nurse that worked with us was maybe newer to the job. And what I saw just as an observer was there was another nurse. I guess she was much more experienced, much more seniority. And she just kind of looked at what the nurse that was working with us had done. She kind of rolled her eyes and she was like, really? Like, what is the patient doing in the hallway? And just, I, I felt like, oh my God, this is so sad. It was so sad to me because I felt like the nurse that was working with us tried their hardest. They just did whatever they could to really work with my mom and me as her daughter. I was very grateful, you know, and this older, more senior nurse just rolled her eyes at him. I just could only imagine that she was going to give him a hard time for it by the way she was reacting. And so he likely may have some suffering from what he tried to do, which in my eyes was such a good thing. So unfortunately, he was probably going to get crap from this senior nurse, and maybe that wasn't going to be so good for him. So there's suffering that he probably would have to endure. So what it reminded me of, this idea that suffering exists, and sometimes you try your hardest and it's still there, you know? And so in the Buddhist tradition, there's this thing called the Four Noble Truths. And the first noble truth, I've heard it often as, suffering exists. But I found two different ways that it's written. And the first one's a little more formal and the second one's a little more kind of flippant, but uh, I just want to share both of those with you. So the first way that I heard this, Four Noble Truths, the first truth is the truth of suffering. The second one, the truth of the cause of suffering. The third one, the truth of the end of suffering. And the fourth one, the truth of the path that leads to the end of suffering. And now I saw another way that this is written that I can imagine like my teenagers might put it this way. Like maybe Rama would put it this way if he was a modern day teenager. 
So here are the Four Noble Truths in kind of a more flippant way that um, is actually kind of a little clearer to me. So here they are. The first one, life sucks. The second one, life sucks because you want stuff. The third one, if you don't want life to suck, stop wanting stuff. And the fourth one, the eightfold path is the way to stop wanting stuff. So just a kind of a flippant way to, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little bit more clear, you know, just, just say it how it is and see if that is a helpful tool. So those are my takeaways. Nectarines, what do you like? What do you don't like? What's your favorite? The spaghetti story. If you feel helpless, maybe there's something small you can do. Just be kind, maybe. And the third point, suffering exists. And, you know, I just, we have to find our way with it. And the more tools we have, the better. So that's my takeaway. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of As You Wish. For more resources, go to my website, www.taylorfitwellness.com. And I hope you will find some helpful, useful things there to help you on your journey. Take care. Bye.